Hackney was situated at the halfway point on the North London railway line from Chalk Farm to Fenchurch Street, a journey that described, roughly speaking, three sides of a square. Briggs took a first-class ticket and sat, as usual, with his back to the engine so that he could open the window without being choked by the smoke and soot that streamed from its chimneys. As the train pulled off towards the east, watercress fields receded, and then the waterproofing and bone-crushing factories and the rope and chemical works of Hackney Wick. Then the line curved south, passing the construction site of the vast new Bryant and May match factory, skirting the eastern boundary of the grassy sweep of Victoria Park, London's first public park, before entering districts choked with cheaply built terraces for the working classes. Passing through these neighbourhoods, the train tipped due west again, rattling towards a fog of industrial smoke pierced in all directions by church steeples and factory chimneys. The small terminus at Fenchurch Street was tucked into the southeastern corner of the part of the capital known as the City, disgorging noisy hordes of passengers from its four platforms into the streets beyond. Jostled, clutching his cane as he descended the steep stairs to the entrance, Thomas Briggs emerged under a warming sky filled with clouds smudged by greasy smog. His habitual route to work took him along Fenchurch Street, past a labyrinth of multiplying lanes and crowded courts, and then across the broad sweep of Gracechurch Street. Down to his left was the River Thames with its clattering harvest of steam and riverboats. Straight ahead was Lombard Street, gateway to the stone maze of the Mile Square City. Briggs made his way along the narrow, curving thoroughfare of Lombard Street, past tall stone buildings that dwarfed the scuttling commuters and tradesmen jamming its pavements. On the facades of the stately financial offices hung ornate and gilded clocks. Crammed between impressive edifices were chop-houses, taverns, shirt-makers, hat-shops and silversmiths, each vying for the custom of the black-suited men hurrying past their doors. Running either side to the north and south were similar broad streets, all linked by narrow alleyways housing second-hand clothes merchants, drapers and inns. These were the arteries of the city, each converging on its twin hearts, the dumpy flat-roofed Bank of England and the grander Royal Exchange.